0: And welcome to Over Underrated, it is I, Fran, welcoming you to another episode of the podcast. We look at an over and underrated act, but this week we are discussing just one band, and that band is one of my favourite acts all time Depeche Mode. I have created a Spotify playlist of my top five over and underrated songs, and so has Babs. On to the podcast.
1: Oh, hang on. Yeah, what are we calling this podcast?
0: <laughs> Was it over underrated? Over underrated. Sous-évalue. Over underrated.
1: Welcome to another episode of Over Underrated with Babs and Fran. How are you doing today, Fran?
0: I am dandy. Um, I'm enjoying some. Uh, Coke Zero and rum, (laughs) and rum, (laughs) and yeah, why not? (laughs) Oh, you're
1: drinking alcohol. This doesn't normally happen.
0: Well, you know, I've been on holiday, so I haven't got out of that mode yet. (laughs) And uh, how are you doing, Babs?
1: Well, I'm enjoying some Finnish rhubarb gin given to me by my friends Stephanie and Riku. Thank you very Mm -hmm, much. mm -hmm. And I am doing good, thank you. I went to my first concert of 2022 last Friday. I went to see a band we've mentioned before juicy uh, and they were fantastic um it when we entered the room there were two stages there was the normal stage and then another stage and we were like where do we stand how is this going to work and basically what happened was the first three or four songs were with an orchestra on a smaller stage and then the, just the two of them went up to the bigger stage so it was really it was really great and i think juicy really there they're the two musicians the most in sync I have ever seen in my life. It's seriously impressive. Check them out, guys. Brussels Finest. And tomorrow, I'm going to see another band that we've talked about a lot. Goose. So, musically, all is good. But what music have you been listening to, Frank?
0: I've been listening to a lot of um, Wham! Um, and, oh. a lot of, and a lot of Blondie, because I was reading about them on holiday. Very nice. And, I, do you know what? I forgot that George Michael didn't make many pop songs, did he, by himself? Because considering he... Ram were, like, you know, the band they were, he only has about three, I guess, kind of up-tempo songs, really.
1: So by pop songs, you mean not ballads?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, like for example, as a solo artist, he's probably got Faith, maybe Too Funky, oh, no. and Outside. Oh, no.
1: Spin the Wheel? Yeah, but that's not... The thing is... You like, can't so dance
0: my... to Spin the Wheel. Oh, I'm dancing to it.
1: I mean, I'm 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 wheeling around. <laughs> but <laughs> when you look at could... like Ram, you know,
0: like Ram has like boom, 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 no, like yeah. uh, bangers. It's odd how there's still like 26 or twenty five. You think he would have maybe done some faster songs, but yeah, as soon as he became George Michael, it became like the ballad, the mid tempo. George. See, came out.
1: I de- so I got obsessed with Too Funky recently mm-hmm. because um, I went to a Thierry Mugler exhibition at a museum in Rotterdam, and Thierry Mugler, di- the fashion designer, directed that music video and it was on a loop while I was going around and I I then got like quite obsessed with that song. So this week I, you know, I have this playlist called music to listen to, which has like mm. over 3000 songs on it. Some that I put on there four years ago and I discovered this week a guy called Jafaris who it's kind of electro R&B. I have absolutely no idea how I discovered him, but Fran, he was in Sing Street. He is a Zimbabwean born Irish rapper now uh and his music is excellent like is he the keyboardist
0: in sing street then uh
1: yeah i think so yeah yeah uh and i wonder if it was after watching sing street and doing some research i don't know but i really really recommend his velvet cake ep it's four songs uh very alternative r&b which i i really like and um i was also then today listening to his album called stride (laughs) and i think I mean that's that's more songs. I, I, I haven't gotten into it yet, but there's three or four absolute bangers on there. So yeah, check it out. It's uh, I've I've been that's my kind of surprise of the week <laughs> musically.
0: It's nice to just randomly stumble across them, isn't it, from time to time.
1: That's the joy of the Spotify's of this mm-hmm. world, absolutely. But this band we definitely have not stumbled across. Well, maybe maybe you have a little bit, right? Because you got into them when they weren't particularly fashionable.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess they were on the the. the that way out a little bit when I got into them. But yeah, we're discussing a, a Depeche mode um from Bazadon, England. And uh, I believe one of the only bands that we have a, a neutral interest in. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: Duran Duran. That's okay, we'll okay, do, okay. We'll do that episode another time.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we we've um we've put together tracks we think are overrated and underrated. And we are going to discuss and find out Where we where opinions lie, and you know, and what Depeche Mode songs are overrated, and uh, are we going to get on? Who knows what's going to happen in the next hour and a half? Enjoy the ride, guys. Let's find
1: out, Fran. Why the hell did you get into Depeche Mode in the 90s?
0: Yeah, so I found my own musical road in the 90s, and then slowly I rediscovered bands I kind of knew existed when I was a child, Mm -hmm. and um. It was 1997 is when I got into the push mode. And I think okay. also, I must have been aware that if they were bringing out Ultra. Mm. There must have been, like, signs and, like, posters and, like, interviews on MTV. Because I remember Bay of a Gun. And mm. then I think because that came out, I believe MTV had a documentary where they played, like, the, the older songs. And as soon right. as I heard Enjoy Silence, I was like, shit, it's that song. And I then went to um, HMV and I remembered it had the word silence in it, and I then put on "Leave in Silence," and I Great thought, song. "This is not, <laughs> this is not the song." <laughs> so uh, it's the other one. <laughs> so yeah, I then bought the first best of from eighty one to eighty five for ten p from my second hand shop to see if I could find that song. Put it on, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I then did come across "Everything Counts" and shape the disease and then slowly from there I then slowly kept buying albums and tapes and then I discovered over the next year Depeche Mode and then you know they brought out a best of in 98 I went to London Wembley Arena and had one of the best concerts of my entire life
1: oh amazing so you've seen them live
0: I've seen them live now four times but that was the best because 98 they're kind of still top of the game Um yeah and that's how I discovered Depeche Mode how about yourself
1: um so I discovered depeche Mode I think from my mum buying the 8185 and 8698 and I have those exact CDs here so she would have bought the 8185 in 2001 because it's still in Belgian francs uh which was the currency in Luxembourg up until 2002 uh when the euro came in and I just looked it up and it's about 12 euros the next cd is in both belgian francs and euros and it cost 22 euros 29 <laughs> so my mom was willing to splash out on uh on depeche mode and um yeah i think you know obviously my parents were teenagers and then became adults in the 80s so they must have known the the biggest songs but not much more i was born in 87 so you know they had other things on their mind so yeah these albums were bought i'm guessing in 2001 2002 because my mom was like oh i like that band and we listened to especially the um first cd of 86 98 on repeat i feel like that is one of the cds i've listened to the most Mm -hmm. in my life whereas 81 85 i feel like i we barely got into it i think my mom would play new life just can't get enough and that's it like i discovered everything else much later
0: and for our American listeners, um, the 81 to 85 was called Catching Up with Depression Mode. <laughs> it sounds tr- like a boy band
1: <laughs> at home with depression mode.
0: <laughs> it was a beautiful description.
1: <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um and yeah my my relationship to depeche mode is um i actually have one of their live dvds i'm turning over um yeah i've got the Exciter tour dvd but i've never watched it actually um yes this happens i did a lot of dvd buying in the noughties where it was like of, of course i want this but actually to sit down by myself and watch a live concert i really have to be in the mood for it so i haven't watched it yet and i've never seen them live because i feel like I was getting into them when I was a child in Luxembourg, and they didn't come anywhere near Luxembourg. And it's not like a you know I could afford it type thing. And yeah, with my parents, we went to some concerts outside of of Luxembourg. But yeah, I I they're an interesting band because they're not they're not one of my favorite bands. I, I I don't know like where you know if I had to rank them where they would be. But I do think they have the best discography of any band. Like I think they're just consistently good from the 80s till now um and yeah i'm still discovering them you know like i i don't think i've listened to every album from beginning to end I may, actually maybe by now i have um but at, at most once especially the later ones and you know it's very rare to have skippable songs so this was a this was a real challenge especially to pick the overrated ones and yeah fran was like bob you haven't picked that many big songs but i i have i have justifications for I think every single one of my overrated has had at least 4.9 million listens. And I'm like, that is, that makes it. <laughs> but, is
0: that, but is that just oh. because they're such a big band that all the songs have, like, millions
1: of No, 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 because because some of them are, like... Well, again, we, we can get into it. It's like, some of their albums, it's only two or three of those songs that have that many plays, and then the others will have only a million, Um But yeah, you know, Fran, of course, I've come armed with the Spotify stats. So... Um, <laughs> They've got 9.2 million monthly listeners, and of the top cities, four out of five are in Latin America. London is fourth. Really? And yeah, how are they seen in the UK? Because obviously I I didn't get into them in the UK, and I feel like, you know, they're respected but not necessarily venerated.
0: So, yeah, the problem with the person is that they grew up in the UK. So we saw them from can't get enough being 18-year-old kids on Todd Pops. And unfortunately, first impression stick. So in the in the UK, they were always seen as those teenagers playing Can't Get Enough. But mm-hmm. when they when they first went to the American got big, it was like nineteen eighty five and six and they had now had an image, they're a bit more goth a bit more cooler, so they're seen instantly as like another cool band like The Cure. But to the mm-hmm. lot of to the UK, if you met in the press mode, they sing Just Can't Get Enough. And obviously, mm. that is not The Press Mode. <laughs> I mean, the person who wrote it left the band that, that, that year. So I think that's how the scene in the UK is that, you know, I was absolutely shocked when I bought um, The Press Mode 101 and discovered mm. that they were playing, not even arenas, but stadiums in America. And I was like, what the fuck? Because in the UK, they like do like one gig in London, and that's it. And then they play mm. like Germany, Poland, Russia it's like, yeah, I just find it fascinating how, obviously they're big in the UK, they get number one albums, but there doesn't seem to be like the fan base. They're not
1: mainstream uh, in the way that you feel like they should be for a band of that size. That that was my impression as well. Yeah,
0: if if you talk to people my age about like what cool bands are from the 80s, they say New Order, The Smiths. It's never the fashion mode. They're not linked to being like a cool band. And I find it interesting because they were pushing the boundaries far more than most bands. So I find it interesting
1: yeah and it's similar to, to new order where it's like they're making very um avant-garde electronic music mm. in the same way that new order did so why i mean i guess new order had the the baggage of of being a rock band and i think yeah britain britain in that time was maybe going for more guitar music i don't i the, if you're going for alternative music that's not the the synth pop you're going for guitar music you're going for the smiths but, um, yeah, no, that, that was my impression. Like, I, I have a feeling they're a bit like placebo. Or The mm. Cure as well, because I feel like The Cure definitely uh, are quite venerated in, in continental Europe. And given, you know, what we've been analysing on Spotify, it didn't surprise me that they're so big in Latin America because it seems like just so many bands, it's like biggest cities of Mexico City and Santiago and Chile. It's, it's clearly, it clearly resonates. And I think people... People in those uh, countries, they're less, yeah, uh, beholden to, yeah, the music press are just like, this is good music. That's the end of it. And, yeah, they're very charismatic.
0: And, like, mentioning your best of you got there from 86 to 98 was probably mm. the, you know, the, the best years. The only songs you'd ever hear would be Enjoy, Enjoy the, the Silence, Person Jesus, and, yeah. I, and Maybe I Feel You. Like, the first two albums, I had never heard any songs in my entire life.
1: Yeah yeah i think and enjoy the silence didn't it get like a remix um like a, a 2000s remix yeah the guy th-
0: from uh lincoln park remixed it in two thousand four 2000 yeah. Well. yeah 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 yeah
1: so I, I think i i remember that but i remember you know from my mum playing it in in 2001 2002 um but yeah i feel like they're they're due a rediscovery, like they're due a tiktok trend or something like <laughs> every time i say that i sound so fucking <laughs> old uh <laughs> But yeah, so we've picked our top five overrated and our top five underrated, and there's only um, one song that overlapped on Fran's Overrated and My Underrated. Do we want to start with that?
0: Overrated. My first overrated pick is Strange Love for Music of Damascus from 1987. Have you heard the song? Of course you have.
1: Yes, Fran, of course I've heard of it because I've got DM8698. That's where I discovered it.
0: So, yeah, so speaking of songs you never, ever hear, um, I discovered this on 101, and I've never... Like, the main riff is not for me. I think it sounds quite dated. It sounds like, to me, like Stock, Aitken, Waterman, more than anything else of that era. The chorus doesn't do anything for me, and I've always... I think fans seem to seem to get on top of this. They always complain that they play this live and I'm like, it's fine, move on. Mm. Let's move on from strange stuff. It's, it's, yeah, so I, I I I don't hate it, but for being a single, it's never, it's never, for me, I've been a single. All right, how about you?
1: So I can understand why you think it's overrated. For me, it, it might have been a pick for me because on the 8698 track listing it's in between a question of time and never let me down again which are two of my favorite mm-hmm. special songs which i didn't pick uh because i was like no they they're too big especially never let me down again um so i can understand but i think from listening to that cd so often where it's just it so naturally went from like so i think my mom would skip stripped it was ages before i think i heard that song properly and it would just be question of lust question of time strange love never let me down behind the wheel Personal Jesus, Enjoy the Silence. And again, she would stop at Enjoy the Silence. It took me much longer to discover policy of truth and world in my eyes. And I was like, because she was, you know, I'm obsessive, but she she was more.
0: I guess Stripped stripped is all about the end, isn't it? It takes a while to get into it. Yeah,
1: and it's like, I think if you're really wanting to get into A Question of Time, which was, mm-hmm. you know, I think Question of Time and Never Let Me Down were Never Let Me Down Again were my mum's two favourite songs. It definitely grew on me. Um, and I think there's there are much better songs from this album but now I now I quite like it. I like the percussion and I I, I do like the do 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 do. do. And um, I also quite like and Depeche Mode have done this more than I realised. I think until listening to artists, I quite like the heavenly synths. You know when it's like choir like ah. Oh. I I think it works really well with the kind of jarring like weird synths. And of course it's like all the classic Depeche Mode themes of strange love. Uh, oh isn't mm-hmm. it all a bit weird and. Um, yeah, I yeah, so I, I think it's it's maybe not a classic, but would I call it overrated? I would say it's in the middle for me.
0: I can just imagine Rick Assey singing this song. That's my issue with it. <laughs> Strange love but,
1: Well, I mean, after seeing him doing with blossoms
0: Well yeah, but he's cool now in the bizarre, crazy world. Yes. <laughs> it is But back in 1987 I came out from McCarty releasing this and not people not being outraged that so it sounds like the push mode that's what mm. that's, that's my feeling it, it, compared to the other singles of that time which you know doing interesting things and being and pushing this just seemed like eh, yeah strange love
1: yeah again like for, for me I just like by itself I think it's fine but compared to the rest of the songs on the album like it is it is one of the weakest songs on the album i would say so so yeah i can i can see where you're what you're getting
0: at and let's move on to your first one
1: so my first one is the sun and the rainfall from a broken frame which is 1982 and yeah it's the second most played song on this album after see you see you was also a contender for overrated but it's again one of those songs that won me round eventually I think the reason why I picked The Sun and the Rainfall is because it starts quite strong, you know, the drums and the synths are good, but then it goes all melodic, I've written down, and I I just think ultimately it's quite a boring song and doesn't really work. Mm. What do you think?
0: I'm gonna say that this is the worst album by the best mode.
1: Oh see again, I I that I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. I haven't I feel like I need to do a, a Chris Webb. (laughs) <laughs> and sit down and listen to them all in a row and, and, and decide that.
0: I think I can only listen to Leave in Silence. And, Leave in silence, uh, silence is very good. See you, but even that's like got the, the fifteen odd lyrics to it. Um mm. and Leave in Silence is very good though. Is it nothing but fear the interspental to what cool Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's basically it. There's other singles like Photograph of You and The Meaning of Life are horrid. And the videos are even worse. Um, it, but it's, it's hard for me because, in a way, this is their first album because you know Vince Clarke had just left, and it's down to Martin, literally having to go go through all his songs he wrote as a, as a teenager um, without mm-hmm. no notice. And you know, so it's amazing that they even made an album. But um, yeah, it's it's got awkward lyrics. I don't mind the, the actual melody. I, I know it's quite you know swappy. Um mm-hmm. I don't. I quite. I the quite enjoyed overlapping vocals at the end of it.
1: I actually haven't looked up the lyrics, I'm doing them now. So, what, what are, are they, are they the remember. usual? Is it a pedo? Is it not? Because I feel
0: no. Like that's... Before this, this is before Martin even found like Sect and God. Um, <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is this is this is like fancying the girl at John Menzies or Woolworths or something, <laughs> you know, at that, that time.
1: <laughs> I know that's going to be the bit I want to cut out. That's he wasn't incredible.
0: wearing. He was not wearing Bond trousers. That I don't think when he when he wrote Yeah, this.
1: Uh, I mean, I mean, I have to say, you know, we're we're lightly roasting Martin Gore here, but I, I, you know, listen. I think it's nice when someone's open about their sexuality. Um, but yeah, I, I'm reading it, and it just seems very dramatic. Something will call. Sorry, someone will call. Something will fall and smash on the floor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and there's a lot of saying, playing, reading. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. It's yeah. It's a
0: six form song, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and you know, if I, "Leave in Silence" opens the album. I, if it had been you know 10 Leave In Silences I think it would have been much better but uh, to, to be honest looking at the the track listing I don't I don't think I know that many of the songs because it is one that I've glossed over more than the others so mm. I will I will listen again and come back to you with a what thought What I, I find eight.
0: interesting is like the artwork is beautiful and it's like a really in-depth album and it's got complete power pop on it which has nothing to do with the artwork <laughs> like Leave In Silence matters the broodiness but yeah it's like a, it's a lady in a field with a scythe Mm. I
1: have no idea yeah actually in a way it's not very Depeche Mode mm. for me like well, from what you're used to come, coming later but uh, but yeah it, it looks more like I don't know yeah The Stranglers or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: my favourite album by Depeche Mode is Songs of Faith and Devotion is it now? it is I skip two songs on that album one is Condemnation <laughs> mm. because I know that it's uh, apparently uh, Dave Gahan's all time favourite song by them is it? Yeah, because it, I think it matches mentality, you know, mm-hmm. um, back in those days. But, like, I don't like gospel to push mode. Um, gospel isn't why I got into the push mode. So, without any simps and just a, a guitar, no, just a, a piano and Dave singing emotionally, uh, yeah, he's fighting his demons. But, yeah, I'm happy if they've never played this live. It's really not for me at all. <laughs> sorry, G- sorry, Jesus, Dave.
1: <laughs> i mean i guess we haven't really discussed our religious inclinations but i'm an atheist so uh yeah i think i can appreciate you know religiosity in people and what it can bring but i'm 100 percent with you here fran like i really i really don't like this song it's i put it's piano spiritual with tambourines i don't like it i do like his voice like D- dave Gann has a great voice and he's really giving it his all um but yeah it it really doesn't do it for me although this version of depeche mode i i realized isn't my least favorite version of depeche mode and i will come to that later but yeah exploring this album again uh yeah it's I, i it's definitely not my it's definitely not my favorite i think if i had to guess hang on i'm just i'm just opening them all up in front of me if i had to choose it might be music for the masses or exciter just because Exciter is when I, got, you know, I got into them in the early noughties and that's when, um, when that was released. But it's it's a difficult because Ultra's also good. Yeah, I yeah, I, I I don't know, I don't know. Violator ah, ah too much, too much. <laughs> Again, um, you
0: ha- all, yeah, you have to listen to those live. So basically, the Bash mm-hmm. Mode One Hundred One is Meets for the Masters live. All of the, mm-hmm. basically, living like eight out of nine songs on the album.
1: Do you want to explain what One Hundred One is, by the way? By I, we've mentioned it before in other episodes, but yeah.
0: So yeah, so. From out of nowhere, for me, uh, the passion modes became massive in America. Um, they played 101 gigs in America and they ended by playing the Rose Bowl Pasadena, which is a football stadium. No one thought they could do it. And then they got DA Packenborough, who um, did uh, Bob Dylan's my famous um, documentary, to follow them. And it kind of became like, like a reality TV show. So they had a competition where, like, I think six teenagers uh, could follow the band around and then be filmed. And then they'd also be filming the band at the same time all of the songs on the soundtrack are superb and they update every song from the 80s and everything hits harder they've got live, they got live percussion they seem to sing better and yeah everything is amazing on the Personal mode one one so if you want to discover the Personal, mode buy the personal one-on-one cd first and then maybe buy the 90s stuff but yeah, but Moose for the Mass is, is basically all the songs that are on that live recording. It is a brilliant tour film.
1: This is interesting because, as we discussed before recording i hadn't realized that on the greatest hits some of the songs are a different version than on the albums as well so they love doing a different version like just before the record brand sent me like a new remix that i hadn't heard before so i think sometimes it's a bit difficult to know which version of a song to pick because they're very good at reimagining it and that's that's what you want from a from a live band but but did you say they've never played this live condemnation no Oh don't
0: you- i've never seen them live, but I, okay. I, I don't think they tend to play it at all i um mm. I don't, do you know what i must have seen it like because I all about that great hits tour that's how unforgettable um, condemnation was but yeah that seem to i guess it's also hard to sort of fit it in because it doesn't sound like anything else mm-hmm. so you either maybe start or end of it really
1: yeah i guess the other songs from that album are in that religious vibe but mm. yeah musically not so much my next overrated pick is but not tonight which it wasn't clear to me whether it's from Black Celebration. I think it was from the US version of Black Celebration, but it was also a single. And I remember reading ages ago that this was really big in the US. Um, and it was a theme song to this 1986 film called Modern Girls. And um, do you know the film, Fran, which I think I've mentioned before, called Not Another Teen Movie?
0: Yes, uh, yes, yes.
1: Yes. So Scott Weiland covered it. For not another teen movie and on that soundtrack is also smashing pumpkins covering never let me down system of a down covering metro by berlin muse covering please 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 let me get what i want and what you doing blue monday so it's a, it's a, it like it is an amazing fucking soundtrack for not at all the kind of film that you would imagine because it's a film making fun of the teen films from the early noughties and they've just got a bunch of rock bands to to cover the songs so the first time i heard the song was the scott wyden version and i did i, I did re- i don't think i realized it was a cover and i was like oh okay so it's really big in the u.s and they went to listen to it and i was like oh this is a really boring song like i, I just find it really boring really twee and not showing off the best of depeche mode uh, for me i think i'm definitely into the darker stuff as you will see in my underrated picks and yeah this is a bit
0: too wistful for me how about you so in the uk this is the b-side of stripped so if you bought Black Celebration, you you never heard a song. That's why I was surprised right. you had it as a as a an overrated because like well yeah in, in the but UK in the US, never like heard I it said, <laughs> huge yeah because yeah. I've seen the music video for this and I was like why the fuck have they bothered to do that? There's like they, have, they haven't even released Black Celebration as a single. with like one of their best songs on that album. Speaking of Black Celebration, the song it does have a very similar sound. The main riff. It does sound a bit like back Celebration. But um, apart from that, yeah, the lyrics are shit. It's a, f- a throwaway song. I have no idea why it only seems to be big in America. But yeah, in the UK, yeah, I, don't anyone, I don't know anyone anyone who knows the song at all.
1: Yeah, and it was just really weird to realise that I knew the song through a cover. It's always strange when you think you know the original, then it turns out it's not. So yeah, I guess a kind of uncanny valley there.
0: And also... Um, a lyric saying, Oh no, it's raining and I'm not complaining, not really.
1: And again, I, I think it is by far the worst song on Black Celebration, you know. Looking at the look at, well, although you might you might have something to say about that, but uh for me, definitely, by by a mile.
0: I obviously after saying from live in ninety eight and buying the uh the best of on Box Set of vinyl, still never opened. <laughs> I couldn't wait for the Pashmo to, to bring an album. And then I heard that they're bringing out Exciter. And I was like, oh, it's the premiere of the new single by Depeche Mode. And it was Dream On. And I have never been more crestfallen in my life. Oh, man. I was like, this is Depeche Mode for the new millennium. And we have this. Like, it just it just seems so weak and lazy. It's like, it's got that c- bluesy guitar, but it's not as interesting as, like, say, personal Jesus or, you know, Useless or anything. And then the chorus is just, ugh. Yeah, I, I was just so... Uh, like, I want it to be an anthem of the millennium, and they gave me, like, a, a, a breathy whisper. Dream on. Mm. And it's like, this is not what I want.
1: But I think this is where, right, expectation mm. is key, because I can totally understand. If you're expecting 80s, 90s depression, mode and you get this, you're like, what the actual fuck, right? Whereas I was getting into depeche mode just as dream on and i feel love were on constant rotation on mtv europe like really i i feel like um well maybe playing the angel there's one or two songs that were as played but it was everywhere all the time so for me i love this song i love this album um i you know this is non-synthy depeche mode, which is always a risk for me it works i think they have this kind of spanish guitar and you know the weird sense and percussion. I think it fuses quite well together, and I like how um, we haven't really talked about how Martin and Dave harmonise. Mm-hmm. So often it works so well. Other times not so much. Here, here I think it works really well. And you know, I I love a man being sexy. Dave is being very sexy in this song, singing low, sighing. That that really did it for me. But you know, having said all that, I can I can understand if you're expecting you know, personal Jesus part two. This is not it.
0: But. But they have not played this since I don't think at all. So I don't think it's been hailed as a, a great track.
1: I, I I bloody love it. Like I, <laughs> I I another song from that album is my preferred mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. But um but again but I, I really I really have nostalgic memories of just seeing the music video all the time on MTV. You know, and I think I as well as Depeche Mode's um, eighty one eighty five um when i would go on holiday with my parents to the south of france and we'd drive in the car and i would take my Disquin and i would you know be allowed a few cds exciter and gorillas's debut album were very often what i took and I, I i really feel like that along with maybe your new favorite album by the hives are the albums i've listened to the most in my life so yeah i, I, I cannot hate on this i cannot hate on it at all it's just it's too ingrained in my life
0: <laughs> i actually listened to exciter today mm-hmm. for the first time in maybe 20 years and I, like? I literally i just it's, it's so slow isn't it there's, there's barely any fast tracks on at all really um, yes
1: definitely you you have to be in the mood for that
0: yeah i've always liked what's that. going
1: on fran you're complaining that it's too slow and i'm like yeah yeah it's just, <laughs> that's a good thing
0: <laughs> but moving on to your next one
1: well i'm back to your favorite album and it's i feel you uh from songs of faith and devotion i just think this, the refrain is very whiny. So I think classic rock Depeche mode is the worst Depeche mode. There's too many guitars. The synths don't really do anything when they come in. And the refrain and Dave's voice to me here is just annoying, I'm afraid. I feel like you're going to disagree with me. But that's that's my view.
0: Um, Again, this is Best Heard Live. Mm. The the devotional tour in 94... um, it has Alan Wilders on the drums, and it has a lot more keyboards uh, back to it with it. See, this is like the 1994 sexy cousin of Personal Jesus, isn't it, really? <laughs> It's like, no, it's, it's
1: not sexy. It's, no, it's get, not how, sexy. Well, as in I've,
0: Dave. Dave then came out topless with long hair. and, and Oh throwing, right, okay. Yeah. Visually, okay. Because
1: yeah. I'm like, uh, all I can hear is I feel like I don't know. He stubbed his toe. You know, like that's <laughs> really? that's what it feels I feel like Feel you. No, he's just he's like oh, I've 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 hit my leg on the corner of the coffee table. That's what I hear. Like I'd really, and I, he's a sexy man, but mm. for me not in this song.
0: Obviously, this is what happens when uh, Grunt comes along and
1: <laughs> once again <laughs> dave gahan
0: had moved to america and he wanted to be raised against the machine and sound garden and mm-hmm. then this is what this is what happened basically he got into drugs <laughs> he got tattoos and then this is the sound of 90s depressed mode but it's actually a great album and it's not all guitar on the album there's maybe two songs. yeah yeah
1: it, it isn't but uh but i think when when there is just guitar like I, I hadn't realised, uh, you know, because normally I, I hadn't thought about, like, what do I hit in push mode? Because normally I do like most of their stuff, but yeah, it doesn't do it for me as much, I'm afraid. So what's your, what's your second to last, um, overrated?
0: I believe it's, uh, flies on the Windscreen. Final. Brackets final. <laughs> final. <laughs> so again, this is like all of the Die Hard push mode fans favourite album track. Um, okay it's, it's from Black Celebration Occasionally they still play this live This is kind of where they do an album track from the 80s And the fans are going wild And I've always found it It doesn't feel like a finished product Like mm. it's got it's got a lot of sections I enjoy But it doesn't actually flow And it's sort of like When the piano comes in and goes Duhn to Touch me I always feel like it's going to go for something big And then it just sort of peters out
1: mm. Well, so i would completely forgotten about this song. Like I clearly mm. hadn't gone to listen to it and again. I loved it. Like I really like how it's a totally jarring beginning and it builds and builds and builds. I find it very funny that the opening lyrics are death is everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, ah, <laughs> cheery. So I, I enjoyed it because I don't think there's many other Depeche Mode songs that sound like it. I think if they had a whole album of songs like this, You'd get bored very quickly, but i I thought this was like you know, a bit of a left field choice, and I enjoyed rediscovering it. So thank you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I like how menacing it is. It's it's quite come enjoyable. here,
0: touch me now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: Sounds about Martin Gore.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's, yeah, it's fine. I, I don't hate it, but it's to it, for me. It would never be a single from the album. But there you go. So a skippable one for you. Mm-hmm
1: um so my next song is precious from the 2005 album playing the angel so i feel like this was the last massive depeche mode song that i heard i think 2005 do did i still have mtv possibly i did i feel i feel like it was you know not overplayed but it was played in more in more places than usual and i quite i think the verses are intriguing but the chorus really annoys me
0: um what about you <laughs> so for me this got more airplay than anything from exciter randomly this this was yeah. like yeah the last sort of like big hit on the radio yeah. and they yeah. were on they were on like the chat so I was talking about us and playing it live i think it sounds like violator more than anything for the past 15 years which is why people thought oh the person made it back but i
1: it, like violator I yeah
0: don't like this <laughs> yeah this is this is a violet without any edges it's been watered down mm. and yeah and you know my English teacher told me to never say nice odd things and <laughs> that you know it's like it's lazy isn't it it's saying things <laughs> so that always um, put me I, I don't hate this song um, this is playing dangerous. is it, it that album. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've heard other singles from it but I can see yeah, why definitely it, it's probably the most radio friendly song they had done for a while I guess is why. I
1: just I would be if if someone asked you to play a Depeche mode song and they played this, like, I'd be so annoyed. Like, this really does not represent, I think, the, the best parts of them. Like you say, Watered Down, I think, is correct. Like, I think with this one, I feel what you said about Fly on the Windscreen of, like, this is not a finished product. So mm. I feel like this is an idea that was stretched out and, uh, and then became quite bland.
0: Yeah, agree, agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, because of... Uh, Selections. My last ever pick is Heaven, so it's from the 2013 album Delta Machine. But and you might think Barbara, why the hell have you picked uh, a song like this? It's had over 20 million plays. Fucking hell. On uh, on Spotify, which really surprised me. And I do like this album, but I really don't like the song. I I especially dislike the harmonies here. And when I was thinking, like, what else do I dislike apart from the harmonies? I couldn't really put my finger on it. But I think the harmonies in, in depression mode and anything like accompanying them, you know, whether it's synths or, or something else, is often the best part about it. And I think that's just a, such a big faux pas. Um, it really, it really, I really don't like it. It really doesn't work for me.
0: I have no recollection of ever hearing this song in my life. Right. So when I saw your, your players, I was like, I mean, I've never even what? heard of it. I've never even heard of a song.
1: <laughs> So the 20 million plays. I mean, that is really surprising from an album after two thousand and five playing the Angel, right? So I right.
0: did ch- I did check to see if they're playing on the tour and it, it was played on every tour date. Um mm. maybe it helped. I didn't go to um Delta Machines tour. I did Excited Playing The Angel and Spirit. Um Um but yeah it has got those gospel echoes of songs of faith and devotion but it mm. does feel, feels a little bit tired and but yeah I probably never hear this again to be fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's really frustrating because I think it's the, let me just check, but I think it's the third song on the album. And, like, you're, you're getting into it, and the first two songs are really good. And I, I think when I di- when I very cautiously dipped my toes into um, post-2005, to Mode, I was like, ooh, am I going to like it? And yeah, so the first two songs, Welcome to My World and Angel, I'm like, yes, saved, immediately. And then that happens. And actually, <laughs> quite, quite interestingly, okay, no, Soothe My Soul has a lot of plays, but it goes from Heaven, 20 million, and then the next one is, like, 3 million, 2 million, 3 million.
0: So... <laughs> like, what's wrong on this on this album
1: no 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 I think that's from from oh god is that from Spirit no no is that Sons of the Universe yes Sons of the Universe okay yeah. so
0: I would say that Wrong is mm-hmm. the last great person made single
1: um I would need to go and listen to those later albums again properly to mm-hmm. have an opinion I do, I do like Wrong though Wrong is, is that is that's a catchy song mm-hmm. that works and mm-hmm. like Many of the ones that we've picked here, including your final overrated pick, which is, let's say, my first underrated pick. <laughs> Hit me, frown.
0: So, 1997, the first mode were ruled out because, you know, addictions, deaths, band members leaving, who thought that it would come back? But we did, as a threesome, with Alan Walder departing in 95, and uh, they came back with barrel of the gun with a dirty sounding depression mode with Tim Simeon from Barnabas Trip Hop production and the video didn't help because it's like black and white with him like Dave Dave walking around with his hands over his eyes through like some sort of slum with a big dirty wall Um, but I think it's the verse I don't like the verse it's like it's got his delivery it's like he sounds a bit drunken slur like, and that put me off. But when it comes in later like one move. whatever I've done, down, down, I've been staring at the bow of the gun, those bits are beautiful, but it's the first two minutes and the verses which puts me off bow of the gun. Unfortunately, no good is a beautiful single that, that should have been for me the first single back,
1: right? Okay, so. Uh, I'm going to read you the opening lyrics to Barrel of a Gun because I've written them down and I'm I'm so shocked that you might not like them. <clears throat> Do you mean this horny creep set upon weary feet who looks and needs of sleep that doesn't come? <laughs> shocked, Fran.
0: I am not, not even really listened to
1: it. To be honest, I didn't know what the hell he was saying until <laughs> so I looked out before this record. No, okay. I love this entire song. So this is on um 8698. But it is, I think, on the second album, so I never I never listened to it. So I only got into it very, very recently and I was like, what what is this? And it is five minutes thirty-six. For me, it never feels like five minutes thirty-six. I really like I, I also prefer the whatever I've done. Mm. But I I think I like it so much because of the way it builds up until then. It teases um, you, doesn't it? To it really it teases you. Dave, he sounds angry and horny. He's like... Rah! And I feel like he goes through all the emotions. He goes high, he goes low. I like how in the second verse, so before we even get to that point, like Martin comes in to harmonise. Uh, and then it, it it already starts lifting it a little bit. And and Martin is doing, I think, the... Mm, which, which I like. Listen, it is pure self-hating Depeche Mode. That is my kind of Depeche Mode. It's a song that I it really is a song that i very rarely listen to once i will listen to it several times i'll listen to the live version which is also great in my opinion so yeah that's that's why it was my first underrated pick because despite literally having an album with it on i have never knowingly heard the song on the radio or or anything else even though it was i think yeah like you say a single from from this album it was a uh,
0: top 10 hit around the world
1: I mean, ninety-seven. I was not. I was not into this in 97. <laughs> so people
0: may say this can't be underrated because it was. I think it was number one in some countries. But But, wow. main, but because mainly it was the first the first Mode song for four years. So they're gonna right. jump. They're gonna jump on board because obviously the back. You know. So I think that has something to do with but have it. Have
1: you ever heard this on the radio? I haven't.
0: Not since the nineties. No. It was played a lot on MTV. That because again, okay,
1: yeah. But again this this is what happens right like mm. you know, mtv can make it or break it isn't it can be on there too much and then you get annoyed or because it plays so often uh you become enamored with it as as i did with the exciter songs but no i i, I really this was like a surprise revelation for me and that's why i picked it as underrated because i i thought i'd got a handle on mm you know uh, self-hating depression mode but no this is uh this is the peak for me <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah i think i think no good to own a sort of single from that album that's what mm. play to this day hey podcast lovers now available a new podcast experience featuring exclusive mini series like food faves and all new series that takes a fun look at everyone's real first true love food milky way marvels a light-hearted astronomy series where we explore the fascinating wonders of our galaxy pop culture icons an entertaining nostalgic look back at various nouns in popular culture plus more relax enjoy listen laugh and maybe even learn podcast presented by sonic embassy now streaming everywhere you listen Access quick links to your favourite places to listen now at solo.to slash Sonic Embassy Underrated So my underrated ones I thought I went for songs, but I don't think the average person would have heard. Um so nothing and again I've gone for the live version. Yeah, it's it's um when you first hear it I guess you wouldn't think this is a great track. It's definitely a grower. And watching the film with it, with the people dancing along, helps a lot. Um, I enjoyed the live percussion when they're sort of hit, they're hitting like... They basically made like uh, keypads um, either side of the, of the keyboard. And they would hit it with like a metal stick and it would make like a chitting sort of sound. I also enjoyed the, the funky guitar in the background and the woos. And then it's sort of like... It goes into like an instrument, instrumental section and then the main keyboard comes back in again and the uh, the woos uh, return for a beautiful climax nothing
1: nothing yeah when when I saw this song on yesterday I was like really underrated um, I'd kind of forgotten about the song ironically mm. given that it's called nothing and the first time I listened to it I was like what? why the hell like why, why does you pick this but I have to agree with you on repeated listenings it really got under my skin in a way that uh it didn't before and yeah to the point where um yesterday I posted it as my song on God's jukebox I was like hey. yeah this is yeah this is this was I think maybe the surprise for me of uh of, of this one and and I've been listening to it kind of just because since I mean it's again it's from music for the masses which is when I listen to music for the masses, it is like, I don't know, 75 percent Never Let Me Down Again. And I love Never Let Me Down Again so much that it's like I like all, you know, all the versions. But uh but yeah, no, so this this was a surprise for me in the end because I liked it much more than I thought I would on repeated listens.
0: Do 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 Okay. keep it in.
1: Keep it in. <laughs> um so my underrated so i've gone chronological uh for for my actually i think i went chronological also for my uh overrated just just because uh i've gone for "Tora Tora Tora" exclamation mark from speak and spell 1981 i only learned preparing for this podcast that it is a 1970 epic war film that dramatizes the japanese attack on pearl harbor and "Tora" is a two-syllable japanese code word to indicate that surprise had been achieved but it also sounds like tiger um i had no idea so i i, I heard the song on Box radio which i talked about on the pick a disc episode that i guested on about autolux so it was this kind of digital radio station that would just play totally random things and i so that must have been in i don't know like the te- like late noughties early tens when i thought i broadly knew kind of electronic depeche mode from having AC and then this came along, and I was like, "Well, this is a weird little song," and I I just think it really encapsulates their innovation and their electronic weirdness. And Dave's voice is quite far away, uh, but personally, I don't mind it because the synth's so good. And including this, this is kind of like alien sound. It's uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's very original.
0: Yeah, it's it's um. Like, this could have been a, an instrumental, easily. Um, Dave's still trying to find his voice, I think, back in these yes, days. Yes, yes. Um, strangely, they've not played it live since 1983. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm a fan of this. Um, hmm. And, yeah, it, it's it. I guess because analog keyboards have come back, it doesn't feel dated anymore. It feels quite current. In, I think, yeah, the only way. thing that
1: feels dated is, 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 is where his voice sits. Um, I think the musically... Yeah, you really, I really realized listening to all these songs, it's like, God, they were really electronic innovators. And I think sometimes you personally, when I think about them, I'm thinking about their gothiness. I'm thinking about their darkness more than how, how good they were at the, how good they were at the synths. Good lads, good at the synths.
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know these are kids who are, who are working in Tesco've been playing gigs and bassrds in the pub when they're 18. Mm. and it's amazing how you know, quickly they uh, they got into electronic music and how innovative they were, because they looked at, as a bit of like a boy band when they came out. in I those mean days.
1: they looked it a little bit didn't mm. they but um, but yeah no it's I mean boy you know as much as I love five I don't think five would cover this
0: <laughs> but um, interesting about the chorus is like playing American Is that how it goes? We're playing America. Oh, God, I haven't, I haven't That's in the lyrics. And I was just going to okay. say that Dave Gahan now does actually play an American because he lives there for the past 30 years. Oh. God. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes I hate myself. Sometimes I hate myself.
1: Please keep this in. <laughs> <laughs> and good for Dave for moving out the president into the big, shiny American lights. Bless his Cotton's. <laughs>
0: Hmm. So, maybe. what's your next sentence underrated? Well, speaking of Dave, <laughs> good old Dave, I thought let's, inc- let's include a song that Dave wrote. This is Fran interrupting the podcast to let Dave you know the song has actually suffer well. And I've got, I think this is maybe the first song he, that they ever released. This is a, a Dave Gahan track. I, guess I always found interesting because this sounds like the first mode. So, Does does Dave sit down with his writing partner to write a song that sounds like the push Mode? Or does the push Mode, the team, take his demo and make it sound like the push Mode? That that was what I was always thinking about. I'd love to hear the demo just to see how different it was when Dave was writing it. It's got a bluesy guitar with I Enjoy. Um, The second section is the best part of it. What I noticed in the noughties the push Mode is that in the 80s and 90s, you'd have a lot of layers of, of melody. You'd have, yeah, and then seeing as a naughty sit, they got rid of the melodic keyboards and replaced it with like ambient keyboards. So there's a lot of like sounds so which aren't really going anywhere. And yeah, this has that, but it does, I think his vocal gives you the main melody. And I enjoy the harmonies with Martin a lot. Sometimes it's hard, so hard to tell. So yeah, suffer well. Give it Edison, a, a guys. So-
1: I was grinning because, um, unfortunately, Fran, this is a song that almost made my overrated list. I didn't know that it was written by Dave. And my literal notes are, this sounds like reduced Depeche Mode to me. The sound isn't as layered or lush. So it's funny how we're in sync even when we when we disagree. I think this is a big step down. Um, I really, yeah, I think this is my least... Favorite song of the of the underrated list for sure. It doesn't. Uh, I mean, the fact you said bluesy guitars again. I think. I think when there's too much guitars and not enough sense for me, I don't like to Mode
0: as much. I'm afraid. That, that is fair enough. I mean, it, like I said, I could have chosen any song. I just mm-hmm. thought I, I'd give Dave a little, a little boost. Okay.
1: Well, <laughs> it's like you know. No,
0: I'm, 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 sure, bad, I'm sure. I'm but... sure. I'm sure his ego needs me to give him. A boost. I'm, I'm
1: sure. Like two randoms from the internet, he's going to be absolutely devoured. But. Um, <laughs> Well, moving from Dave back to Martin, my um, next underrated choice is Dressed in Black from Black Celebration. So I really wanted to pick a song where Martin was on lead vocals and I was torn between this one and Free Love from Exciter. Um, can I, I mean, we haven't talked about it, but like it is amazing how similar their voices sound. Like I think when Dave goes for it, not so much, but when they're singing more angelically, it really is kind of difficult to tell them apart. Mm-hmm. And that, this is a very simple, depeche mode song it's just his voice bass and synths and it is so uh, very clearly about bdsm but it just it works for me and again I, I find it another quite addictive song uh a bit like barrel 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 of a gun like i just there's something about it just i, I think it is the is it the organ sounds the the synth sounds combined with the bass and like the little touches where um, you know, there's like a harp at one point that just, just comes in and uh, yeah, why why not pick a song where Martin's <laughs> having some, some consensual fun?
0: Um, so you asked me if I thought but tonight is the worst song about celebration. It's not it's not because this is this is the worst song about celebration.
1: <laughs> Wrong
0: Wrong <laughs> Wrong um, um, so yeah, um Yeah, this is Mrs. This is Martin's black phase. Um and I just can't get past or
1: dress. I mean, he has a dress phase. There's a lot of blue But dress how many times and... has he
0: mentioned the word black in his album? I get it. It's called Black Celebration. Mine. I get it.
1: Listen, they're, they're gothy. They're going through shit.
0: Lady <laughs> Di is wearing a black dress. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It wasn't played at a was I don't know why that wasn't played. That a um, I mean, that one yeah. was a turn Karen
0: up. Yeah, in and Wint, but not not the best mode. Um, yeah, I just can't get past her. Oh, she's wearing black again. Section.
1: <laughs> oh, see, I. That's one of my favorite. Like, especially when they play it live, and that's repeated over. Oh, dressed in. So when when it's live, that section goes on for quite a while, and the uh oh, dressed in black again, and to the point where, like, at some point, all the instruments fall away, and it is just that. So it feels very, I think, I think it feels very vulnerable. And that's, that's what I like about it. Like, again, you know, I think, let's say heterosexual, question mark, men talking about alternative sexualities. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. He's clearly talking about something he likes and uh, all power to him, but, but I I have to say, I, I, yes, the lyrics are very titillating and all of that, but I, I think that adds to it. But for me it is the combination of the harpsichord-esque synths with mm. the bass. It's so simple, but it, it really meshes well together for me. It, and that's a, not for
0: you. It's an odd sounding track, isn't it? Maybe that put me off. But with that album, I, I always think it's badly produced. And like, I'd love to hear "World Full of Nothing and Here's a House reproduced.
1: Guys, you know, France put out the call. Come on.
0: Here is a house. Yeah, I'd love to hear that live my voice is not as good so yeah so n- nah not for me unfortunately the it's all right i'll, I'll, I'll listen
1: to it in the dark and, 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 <laughs> and, and s- walk by, by myself
0: <laughs> i want to hear you uh, under your duvet thing oh, it's oh, it's my- it's my- <laughs> <laughs> onto the b-sides it's fran again interrupting the podcast i do apologize this song is now this is fun so I said that um, Broken Frame is their worst album. This is a B-side from that era, which I think should have been on that album. Loads of of layers of 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 melody, and the synth sound far better than most of the tracks on um, the Broken Frame. So I've always been fascinated how it didn't make it on them, unless unless they wrote it after they finished the album, because then it was a B-side to maybe See You or who knows. It's only a couple minutes long. Perhaps do you hate it? No, no
1: I, no. I think it's definitely underrated. Um, I think it has that... Yeah, so I guess I hadn't read. I, I thought Vince Clark was still here. Um, So what I wrote was, it has that early erasure synthy Depeche mode sound, but there's something darker and more urgent there to hint at the future. Uh, I think it's quite an experimental song. You know, there's lots of changes in, in time signature. And then I, I really like the dark keyboard sounds that come, mm. come in to punctuate at the end of each verse. And because it's on disc two of a broken frame on spotify i didn't realize it was a b-side so yeah i just i just thought it was maybe kind of an extended track so yeah i'm really surprised that it wasn't no i'm i'm totally with you on this it's not one to put on at the indie disco uh it is one to sing under under your duvet but no i i really i really had forgotten this song and enjoyed it
0: hurrah hurrah yeah
1: huzzah (laughs) um now my next one i'm very intrigued to hear what you think about my next one so behind the wheel from music for the masses I, I had to pick one for music for the masses and it would have been never let me down again but i think you would have shouted at me uh, this one is less well known and as i said you know it's it was it came after strange love sorry no it didn't it came after never let me down again on the on the greatest hit so uh, yeah i very much associate it with with that and Initially, I put the music for the masses version on there, but then realised it was different from the greatest hits, so I I put the greatest hits version. I don't know what it's called. I I like the greatest hits version more because so the beginning of the song that starts and it's almost like there's a disc falling or something like there's like a metal plate, and the greatest hits version that goes on for much longer than in the than in the music for the masses uh, one. And I think the it's more layered the greatest hits version. The music for the masses version is just like dun, dun 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 there's more going on in the greatest hits version pure menace pure intrigue dodgy ass lyrics angelic voices guitars synths arpeggio keyboards i think it's it's classic depeche mode not as well known and right i i i thought it was a bit pedo-y because he's talking about a little girl but then looking at song meanings again it's actually a bit bdsm-y because it's talking about basically someone taking the wheel type taking control but i'm like again the fact that you're calling her a little girl. Bit dodge, don't know what's going on. But yeah, what what's your views?
0: Yeah, again, one on one, I keep mentioning it. This is the <laughs> the opening track they come on to. And this is I think when you've really heard the blend of guitars and keyboards for the person who made yeah. the first time. And uh yeah, I love the bass line. The only problem I have with the bass line is that I always think of Tiffany, I think you're alone now. Dum 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 I think you're alone.
1: Oh no well, yeah, I guess I hadn't really, because I think what I really like about it, I think I like, right, I've just listened back to the Nelly Furtado episode, I think I like songs about cars that sound like you're in a car, right? Mm-hmm. Because this really, it is a driving, like, moving song, I, just like I like songs about water or the ocean or the sea that sound like water, and I, I think that's part of the appeal. There, there's the bass, and whether it sounds like Tiffany or not, are these car sounds going like every now and again, and... And stuff. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a very clever song, and I, I enjoy it.
0: Okay, so earlier I, I had a Dave Gahan song. Mm-hmm. Now I will give you an Alan Wilder song. Mm. Okay. So Alan Wilder wrote on the third and fourth album. Mm-hmm. Only he then changed his mind and and stopped creating music. Tapped out. It's weird though, because he was like, no, he gave so much to the best mode and he's uh yeah. he's the main musician. He's the guy who could play. But I'm
1: guessing Martin Gore has an ego
0: i don't know i don't, I don't know but mine because he seems such a nice guy I, I i got a feeling that when he joined the band they asked if he could write music and he said he could um mm. because I, I know martin's always found it hard to write songs like he's like that's why there's not any b-sides for the pressure like he would maybe mm-hmm. write 10 songs in a two-year period and that would be okay. it but yeah so this is from some great reward which i might say is the first decent special album since the debut Second or third albums, they're finding their feet <laughs> a little bit in my mind. I, I, I'm still a
1: fan, actually. Of the, of, is it a broken frame?
0: Broken frame and construction time again. Construction,
1: yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm quite fond of construction time again.
0: There's, there's ideas, but you can. It's to me. It sounds like they're, they're working out who they are still.
1: You know, but it's got love in itself, and everything counts. And those are two of my favourite songs.
0: Again, yeah. I, I don't know why get the balance right was on that album because.
1: Oh, such a great song. Why?
0: Such yeah. a great song.
1: Again, it is on Spotify that version or yeah. the deluxe version,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's a standalone single, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's interesting because it samples Master and Servant from the same right. album, which okay. is okay. an yes. right? <laughs> But yeah. it's I just enjoyed the production. It's got like a a weird a weird menacing verse. Nah, 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 nah. and then it just has weird atmospheric keyboard lines and melodies that all go weird with some cool percussion sounds and I just like to dance around to it and I've got no idea what he's what on about but it, it, it just sticks out and yeah, I enjoy it But I mean, on paper it wouldn't work but I've always just I don't know I just, I just, there's something about it that I, I love I think it's mainly for production which is probably what Alan's mm. best at there you go
1: I would have never guessed in a million years you would have picked this song I've put that it's spiky weird mm. anti-melodic I love it I I, I love it and again maybe it is the production but i like the experimentalness of it and like you i think it works like i've really liked the bits between the verses and the choruses that, that are instrumental and i've written is this depeche mode's peasant in the big shitty you know the the government, <laughs> where it's just like this is like the most weird the most experimental but somehow it works um no i i really like it i really like the lyrics especially you know i had a long day at work today and the lyrics here are working weeks come to Sorry, working week's come to its end. Party time is here again. Everyone can come if they want to, if you want to be with me. Exercise your basic right. We could build a building site. From the bricks of shame is built the hope. Thank you very much.
0: I've always been a fan of this, of this track. Yeah, and, and
1: I, I, I would have never guessed you would have been oh, I think I
0: think there's not a track off the album I don't even like. I think it's a very good album.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It's a very good album. The only album I've listened to repeatedly is the one for my next pick which is Exciter like Exciter I've listened to back and forth back and forth but with every other Depeche Mode album it's like I I went in it through the greatest hits because it's like I started with the greatest hits and you know explored the music that I didn't listen to Exciter was the only kind of standalone one so I I, I rarely know which songs are where and yeah so I've, I've gone for Exciter again for my underrated and I've chosen I Feel Love because I yeah I think Dream One was the the biggest song and I think I feel love is possibly the best song of the, of the album. I know that you don't like this version of depression mode, but I, I really do. I very, very, very much associate this with the very sweaty video. Dave Gan showing his guns, you know, in a club. I got, yeah, just, yeah, look, looking good. Um, I really like his voice and the intensity. Like you really feel that he feels love I didn't feel that he felt me in I Feel You. Here, I feel he feels love. I love the percussion. I love the distorted guitars and how they're used, like especially the the middle eight, where the, it's just kind of sliding along before the final chorus, where there's there's this kind of harmony in the sliding guitars before it launches back into the, the crazy percussion. And I, I think Martin and Dave's harmonies are incredible. Fran!
0: <laughs> so this should have been the first track of the album, not Dream On. Good. Because this is Good. what I wanted to hear. This is what, this was the person moment I love with a, mm-hmm. a, a new sound. Like, I love those, like, Hoover sort of, like, synth sounds it has on it. Hoover? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, yeah, and and listening to this song again, I, I feel more sad that Exciter wasn't this. It was like, this is such mm. a standout track from it. And there's, there's loads of cool remixes. I'm sure you might, you might have heard them, I think. I have not, actually, but no. But they're not Spotify because I've got the, um, I bought both singles, and I'm on there. So I say a little. Uh, Is it really on YouTube? This. Do you think? Maybe on YouTube, yeah. But yeah, and, mm. and, and, and again. So I'm, I was disappointed that this wasn't the new sound of the post made, unfortunately. Have, yeah. have you
1: seen the music video? But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with yeah. The white, white t-shirt, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. looking like a an, a Dilf-y heartthrob in my opinion, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that, that's it. It's like I, I mean, again, I liked most of exciter you know it's unusual for me to like the quieter elements of a band i do with depeche mode i prefer the quieter elements to the guitar elements i mean who am i but yeah I, I i think this is a standout track and and i wish there were more tracks like that i i think there aren't many any other songs that sound like this by depeche mode
0: yeah i mean what how many songs can you dance to from Depeche Mode from the last 20 years not many unfortunately
1: Oh, well, we can give it a try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can shake our asses. But yeah, you know, there's loads of like remix albums if you want to check out the post modes. I would recommend Goldfraps version of Halo to make a remix, and Alison sings on it as well.
1: Lovely stuff. I have to be in a depeche mode, a general depeche mode mood to go and listen to the remixes. It, I I don't think I ever visit the remixes by themselves normally. Do you?
0: Um, I will because um, for in your room. The mm. remix for the single by Butch Vig mm. is com- is completely different. Uh, they the they add added an arpeggio guitar on it was completely changed it, and that yeah. is the, be- the best version of that single.
1: Yeah, that's the thing with Depeche Mode. Like I I I'm feel very happy that I got into Depeche Mode through the Greatest Hits because they would have been a band where. If I try to get into them from outside, it's like, where the hell do you begin? And there's so many good remixes that I feel like every time I go down the rabbit hole, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't keep up with this. Like, there's, there's too much. Um, and yeah, I really, there's no other bands like that for me.
0: So to my last underrated pick, and I've gone way, way back to in <laughs> 1981, or it might have been 80, I think, when they, came, when they first did this, uh, with Photographic from Speak and Spell and this is a techno track really in many ways you know this is probably one of the tracks i can dance in the most the mode i love the eeriness of it um i love the there's so many ideas there's so many melodies you know like there's maybe four killer um keyboard lifts in this one song And um, mm-hmm. um, yeah if they didn't play it anymore i guess because it's vince clark but yeah I I adore it. I mean, is it about a stalker? Or is it just about a guy who likes taking photographs? Who knows?
1: Yeah, I love every single version of the song that I've heard because there's like the bizarre mix and this one you've picked is Life in Hammersmith. I like the original. This this was a candidate for me for, for underrated, and I don't know why. I like Dave Gann in a very deadpad way going, I take pictures, photographic pictures. Uh, because it's creepy as hell. And when you listen to it, especially with like the I don't know, deliberately confusing synths. Um yeah, it's uh I, I I think it's a great song and, and what I really enjoy as well is with Torah Torah Torah, when you listen to it, like the album version. The, the beginning of it is the end of Photographic as well, mm, which is always mm. a nice kind of... So it's it starts very amped up and then suddenly it kind of slows down as well. So I, I do associate it with that as well. No, it, I, I think this is a, gr- a great Depeche Mode song.
0: Yeah, i surprised no one's like covered it because you know I, I think this would be an awesome dance track.
1: Yeah, well, come on, Pendulum, Prodigy. Yeah come, like yeah,
0: come on, Turnmitted. Come on, <laughs> U- <laughs> Ultra, <laughs> Ultra Beat. Get, get on it. <laughs> come on, Venger Boys. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen festivals.
1: Can you imagine finger Boys being photographic? That would be oh, the money! I'm I
0: see pictures, and photographic <laughs> pictures. Oh,
1: oh, oh. <laughs> like if there was, if there was like a, well, I think these websites do exist. If there was, a, if there was a cameo for musicians, like I would, I would pay, I would pay good money for the Boys to cover, cover photographic. Of course, neither of us are ever gonna say that Depeche Mode are overrated.
0: No, no. Well, you know, if Depeche Mode. Started in two thousand and two. Mm. Would I be a fan? <laughs> Probably not.
1: True, true, true. But I do think, like, okay, I, I go and listen to the later albums again, and from from similar bands that I've liked that have one sound in one era and then change. I think sometimes you need a lot of distance to to go back to the albums because if you're expecting a certain sound, you you can't. And I think you just have to take it as as if they are a modern band to really see music now, which they are. But um, is there a band similar to Depeche Mode? Because even, I, I guess New Order would be the only equivalent, right? And I guess they're a bit more extreme in how guitar-y they were as Joy Division. Mm. Um, And yeah, I, I've seen New Order twice in the last five years, I would say. And they, they've they been very good at making good songs in the present. But I, I, still, I still think Depeche Mode have way more hits and way more coherent albums um
0: so, so the cure and u2 mm. and, and the person they've all shared the same producers backstage talent and art art designers they all, they're always kind of linked although mm. U two are quite a different bands but yeah mm. that th- people always put them in the same bracket in order c- a quite a different act i think so i would say the cure probably the closest to the personal and obviously the cure have covered the personal as well there's like a a covers album from like uh nineteen ninety nine, which has the, the Smashing Pumpkins track on it and the cure and uh, other people doing songs.
1: I think Depeche Mode said that they preferred Smashing Pumpkins version of Never Let Me Down Again to this, which I think is blasphemy. It's it's not <laughs> it's it's a good cover, but I'm like, no, but the electronicness is what I like. So, so oh, yeah.
0: There's a version when um um Billy Corgan comes on as a guest to sing with it. And Dave introduces him as Billy Pumpkin. And I don't know if that's... <laughs> f- I don't know if that's because he forgot his surname or not. I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> like in
1: it? the Nelly Furtado episode where Tim Lund's like, hey, Coldplay, instead of Chris <laughs> Martin. <laughs> is it age? Is it just, mm. you know, too many people?
0: Uh, yeah. Billy, Billy Pumpkin. Billy ah.
1: Pumpkin. And on that note... <laughs> Guys, go and listen to Depeche Mode. Go and watch 101 all the way through, which I haven't yet or listened to the album. Like, yeah, I think I haven't done that yet because I I feel like I'm still making my way through the studio versions and the remixes. So there's enough there for me personally. But it sounds like for you, live is part of the appeal.
0: Yeah, try and catch them live. Watch them on the old internet live because I think that's where really they're the best um, from like 80... 80- eight to 95 I think they're untouchable if you ask me I would
1: I would add you know but see I would I would extend it back I would no because yeah I think I, I like a lot of early Depeche mode and I really really like Exciter so I think there's something there for everyone in all areas
0: Ah, what a lovely what thing.
1: a lovely way to end
0: <laughs> and thank you for listening guys and see you next time goodbye <laughs> And thank you for completing the podcast. It was bloody brutal making this playlist, but I hope you agree with some of our selections. If you don't agree, let us know on Twitter, which is OUMusicPod, or Instagram, which is Over Please subscribe and uh, share this podcast with any of your lovely music friends, and we will be chatting to you next time.